Welcome to the Raising Thriving Athletes podcast, the show for coaches and parents of young athletes who want to set up their athletes for success on the field and in life, where smarter training beats overtraining and healthy habits replace visits to the doctor's office. Welcome to the show, coming to you from Surf City, USA. My name is Matt Swift. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and a coach and an ex-athlete, a parent of four boys who play sports as well. And I'm just super excited to be able to have the privilege of talking to all these amazing people about topics related to raising thriving athletes. On this podcast, we get to sit down with Dr. Clifford Feldman. And he's a psychiatrist from the Pre-Pro Institute in Glendale. And David Washington, who's a licensed clinical social worker who deals with young athletes as well. And it is such an amazing thing when you think about all the different professions that pour into young athletes and the angle and approach that they have with it. And so this show, you get to see what a sports psychologist and a social worker can do with young athletes. So it's very interesting. Before we get to that, I do want to let you know that this show is brought to you by the Athlete 101 course that we have. It is a course designed for young athletes to teach them the fundamentals of preparing as an athlete to thrive as an athlete. Um, Part of that course, on the very last lesson of the course, we have a annual sports cycle planner, and we're going to give that to you for free today. You can go to sportschange.com slash planner and you can download that. And what that does, it helps you just a very simple thing to, to plan out your year so that you can incorporate rest periods and training periods into your child's development in their sport. And one of the biggest things that you can do is just to plan out when are they going to rest when are they going to have some time off? And that will definitely help um, your your child, not only mentally, as we can go over in this show a little bit, but physically as well. So without further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Dr. Clifford Feldman and David Washington from the Pre-Pro All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Feldman and David Washington. Have you guys on the show here? Just thank you so much for joining us here. Our pleasure. Thank you. What I wanted to do is first just kind of give you guys a chance to introduce yourselves and and what you do. And I was looking at uh, Dr. Feldman on. You seem to have a very spread out background. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, you have a lot of different areas you've been involved in, but just kind of give us uh, with both of you guys give our audience a little bit of uh, a taste of what you guys do and, and what your history is. Okay, maybe I'll go first. Um, Dr. Feldman, I've been practicing psychiatry for about 25 years, and I'm a director at a few area, Los Angeles area hospitals. Um, and I started what's called the Pre-Pro Institute for Sports Psychology, which um, was aimed at getting uh, athletes to seek and get appropriate mental health care as they go from high school to college and then on to pro. Awesome. That is, and how long have you been doing that for? The Pre-Pro Institute is fairly new. We started about, it's less than a year old, so it's kind of a new Awesome. Yeah, it's based in London. Yeah, and David? Uh, Yeah, so my name's uh, David Washington. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. 
Um, I've been specializing and working with uh, children and families for about close to 10 years now. Um, currently, I'm working in a psych kind of IOP program, working with adults and working at the Pre-Pro Institute, mainly working with the, the younger athletes. So uh, I'm working with the kids around 12 to 18 years old, uh, just because I have a pretty good uh, grasp on the certain family dynamics and um, things involved with kind of working with uh, with children uh, in the sports world. That's awesome. As we just kind of transition here, I just wanted to open up this topic of um you know, mental health for the young athlete and specifically related to like sports and performance. And for some people, just as you said, this might be a new topic or something that they haven't really thought about uh, wanting to address or needing to address. And I was just hoping we could just kind of tap into you guys' brain and your expertise a bit about what are maybe like three areas that you see that young athletes either struggle in or that you, you deal with a lot in your practice and just kind of give us an overview of those. Uh, something that I've uh, come across personally in the practice is um, a main area could be dealing with the trauma of an injury. Um, just kind of young athletes not being able to, you know, once they've recovered from their injury uh, or even just experiencing the initial injury can be the trauma and then being sidelined, um, you know, not kind of, feeling like they're a part of the team, not being able to kind of live up to the expectations. Um, and then once they do return from the injury, just not being able to feel like they can perform at the same level or having some kind of hesitation. So I've seen that quite a bit. Uh, something else that kind of comes up is just anxiety, um, not being able to kind of get into the zone. Uh, once you're in the game, the mind, your, your mind could be thinking about the clock or thinking about something else or you know, just not being able to perform at their highest level. Um, and then I'd say lastly, uh, we see a lot of depression, and that's kind of coupled with the trauma and the anxiety. You know, once once a young athlete has experienced some trauma or they're having anxiety during the, during the game, um, that can also turn into depression because they're just not performing at the level that they were before. And, you know, their whole identity uh, change, changes and, and gets shifted. Yeah. Yeah, those are... Those are definitely um, areas to, to obviously go into the first one. I'll kind of work through these three here. But the first one, uh, dealing with post-injury, um, that's something that I'm dealing with directly, just you know, I'm the one working with them with the injuries. And um, what's interesting is there is this whole – there's also like a fear involved of like re-injuring. There's a fear of the coach being disapproval of, of them or there's a fear of the – the teammates, you know, not thinking that they're pulling their weight or, you know, there's all these aspects that go into specifically for the young athlete. And then you have the, the parents giving pressure for them to do it. So they're the, the young athlete, especially when they're injured and coming out of it, um, if they don't have a good support system around them, it they're, they can be put in this environment where they're, um, it's kind of this pretty negative place to be in that as adults, we don't even find ourselves in. Well, sometimes, sometimes, like I said, it could be uh, a defining event, like an injury. But sometimes the coaches and parents have to be aware of changes in the student-athlete 
or a young athlete that are not so apparent. In other words, if they notice a change in personality or a change in performance or a sudden change in uh, grades at school, it could be a sign of anxiety, depression, or even substance abuse. Yeah. That's an, and have you noticed, uh, maybe if you could, we're kind of dovetailing off to a different subject here, but any what, what would be some signs that you would have like parents or coaches to, to be looking for to see if, if the the young athlete is is struggling with some area i think um, first of all knowing the young athlete you would observe and see if they look depressed if they look sad if they have a change in personality have low motivation doing worse in school getting in trouble um those kind of things are kind of hallmarks if they're not eating if they're up at night symptoms of depression if they're anxious or panicky, uh, those are kind of things that parents especially could, could notice because they're with the kids away from the field. You know, sometimes the kids can pull themselves together and uh, practice, but they're really hurting uh, at home. Wow. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's kind of this, this topic I think that comes up a lot when I'm talking with people is the fact that, you know, we, we come in, kids start playing sports because it's fun because they like to do it and then at some point you know around junior high and high school it starts to become like oh this is this is serious business and now you know the parents are putting in money they're putting in time they're putting in you know a lot of the focus of the family unit revolves around the sports schedules of the kids and um have you found the the Maybe it's just a, a pressure that the kid feels, or maybe it's direct, or whether it's true or not, that they feel like I need I need to keep playing the sport because my parents and everyone's expecting me to keep playing this. Have you, you guys noticed anything like that? Absolutely. I mean, just coming from a family systems perspective, you know, um, you know, working with young gymnasts, you know, they can be practicing, you know, anywhere from sixteen to twenty hours a week. Yeah that becomes just a huge part of the whole family's life. Um, and as a young athlete, you kind of, you're seeing what your, your parents are kind of sacrificing. Um, you're seeing that your parents are kind of also creating schedules around, around you. And thus, you know, you, you know, for a 12 or a 13 year old, uh, you're kind of put in this position of, all right, well, I have to keep kind of keep this thing going or, you know, I might kind of, upset the apple cart, if you will, or kind of shift things around. And now you, you kind of have this big responsibility as, as a young athlete. And, and, um, you know, at one point, does it become, become work? Does it become a job? You know, at, at one point, does that kind of intrinsic value, um, kind of go away from the child and are they still having fun or are they kind of just doing this to make sure that, you know, they kind of maintain the, the homeostasis of the family, if you will. So yeah. we, we do, that quite often yeah and that's a that's an interesting place even just kind of from a parent's perspective is that um there is this just inherent in sports is like hey you don't feel like going to practice but you're gonna you're gonna go you're you're learning work ethic you're learning responsibility and commitment to a team um and then but then at what point do you you know decide hey yeah this they just don't want to do this anymore and being fine with that and kind of finding what other avenue they, the, the kid can go into or I mean, do you have any, any advice for that, 
that parent who's you know should I just should I push my kid to you know to hold up to the commitments they have and keep pushing through or allowing them to choose the different path that they're on now? yeah that's a great question you know there is there is a very fine line because as parents we want to teach kids you know the values of you know um uh, finishing something that you start, you know, showing up for others, um, the importance of being a part of a team and, you know, sticking to your commitment. But um, if you're starting to see that, you know, really, you know, it's it's really at the end of the day, being able to have um, an empathic um, understanding and compassionate conversation with your child and kind of as a parent, kind of maybe stepping back and kind of thinking, um, Am I doing this more for me or am I doing this for my child's growth? Um, And also kind of um, being aware that if are we getting to a point where we are starting to see some of these symptoms that we mentioned earlier? You know, is this really impacting my child's mental health? Um, is, Is this really doing more harm than good at this point? Yeah. Also. The pre-pro, the pre-pro Institute was kind of founded with the idea of helping the uh, young athlete transition. Like, for instance, in high school, you're the best guy on the team. You know, it's great. But then when you go to college, everyone was the best guy in their high school team. So yeah. it's, a, it's a big transition, and it's not often easy to deal with. And the same thing happens when you go from uh, college to, to pro. Those transition times are when the student athlete is vulnerable and uh, could have problems emotionally. That's so good. Yeah. That's good to notice. Or even I, I would assume there's even just phases earlier on, like going from kids that are playing like a rec level team and now they're playing in a club level team. Um, and how to, how to deal with the, the fact that they're not the best kid on the team anymore, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's good. What What is it that, you know, if people wanted to seek out professional help for that with their kid, like what would that look like? Um, you know, say I have a parent and I notice my kid is, I mean, he just, he's just a little more, he's depressed or I see some anxiety. Um, it's affecting his grades. It's affecting his performance on the field. Like what, what would I do as a parent? What steps could I take to, to help them? I would say, if you have a young child, probably the best first step would be to go to the pediatrician that the patient is familiar with and can refer because uh, people in general and kids in particular don't really want to run to see the psychiatrist or the psychologist. Um, That being said, uh, what we try and do is make it a little less medical and a little less clinical at the Pre-Pro Institute. Uh, the office is nice. It's it's kind of laid back. Uh, the therapists are kind of young and athletic and athletes themselves. So we try and uh, we try and dispel the, the stigma associated with psychiatry and seeking this kind of help. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. So going to um, you know, either just the pediatrician is a good place to start and then, or if they find a place, if they're near you guys, you guys are up in Glendale. Is that correct? We're in Glendale on the campus of Verdugo Hills Hospital. Oh, okay. And we have our website, 
um, preproinstitute.com um, and things like that. Okay. So, are there any? Uh, I'm just out of curiosity. Are there any ways that do you guys connect with people just like on the phone or, or video conferencing, or is it all in person? Um, so initially, you know, if um, if you want to, there our numbers are listed on on the website. Give Guinea give any of the therapists a call. Um, uh, I usually do about a, a, a free kind of 30 minute phone consultation, see what's going on. Um, if you want to shoot us an email or a text message, um, just kind of saying, you know, this is what I'm noticing in my child. This is what's going on. And then we do our best to just get, get back to the, to the parents and, um, see how we can help. That's we great. Do like to see, yeah. We do like to see the patient, um, but we have the capability of doing video as well. Okay. Very cool. Um, just as we just want to kind of wrap up with, with one other little practical, um, little bit of information here, maybe you guys could help us with, but in my profession with physical therapy, there's, there's some common things that, um, people could be doing on their own that would help prevent them from needing to even come to see me. (laughs) So, uh, like using a foam roll is, is one thing that I, that I do with all my patients. But um, yeah, are there certain habits that you could think of that either coaches or parents could incorporate into their, just their daily or weekly routine that you believe would help maintain the, the mental health of their kid? Definitely. Um, something that um, I talk about a lot with our families is just sleep hygiene you know, making sure that their kids are getting enough sleep, making sure that they're drinking enough water, um, and practicing, um, you know, some meditation is, is great. Uh, the move, I'm really excited about the, the mindfulness movement. You know, it's a buzzword that everybody's talking about, but it's so important, um, because it really helps us to kind of bring this awareness of our thoughts and help, help young kids kind of control, control their minds. Um, and it's, it's easy, you know, you can just practice meditation five, 10 minutes a day. Um, and sometimes it can be even less than that, but that's, a something that can be done just, um, at home, um, doesn't really require any money or anything like that. Um, and it can really help improve your child's just overall well-being. And what, what would that look like specifically? So you talk about mindfulness and a meditation, what, what exactly would how would someone like walk that out? That's a great question. So essentially, you know, the idea and the concept of mindfulness meditation just has to do with us um, becoming more aware of our thoughts and not necessarily attaching um, an emotion to it. So we can simply just be kind of sitting in in a in a quiet room, uh, sitting in a quiet place, and you know, just focusing maybe on our breathing. Right. So uh, sometimes we teach the kids to do a breathing technique of, you know, where you're breathing in for four seconds, holding it for another four seconds and then breathing out for six seconds and just focus on your breathing for like a couple of minutes. And if you get thoughts coming in and out of your mind, don't necessarily attach an emotion to it. Just notice it. Just kind of tell yourself, oh, wow. okay, so I'm thinking about the game from yesterday or I'm thinking about homework now. And just allow that thought to come into your mind and go out of your mind. That's so good. That's uh, it's something 
this idea of of just having control over your thoughts is a it's such a powerful thing it's something that i'm even just learning as an adult more and more and the the uh one thing that's been most interesting to me is the the fact that the more you think about a certain topic that you're pretty much establishing these neural pathways for that same thought to be easier to get <laughs> to get to um and exactly. so for constantly being negative and down on ourselves it's just that's going to be a natural tendencies to go down that pathway of mentally. Um, so I love what you're saying about just um, being mindful of, of what you're thinking about and then um, kind of being in control of, do I, you know, do I want to think that or not? <laughs> you know, Exactly. The like, saying is neurons that fire together, wire together. Uh-huh. So exactly right. You know, the more you think about something, you're building those pathways in your brain and creating those connections and the beauty is that, uh, you know, we know now that the brain is actually plastic and can change. So if we're thinking those positive thoughts, if we're imagining ourselves doing well on the field, then our bodies will, our mind will create that. That's awesome. That's so good. Well, uh, thank you. This has been a really, really good conversation. I love, I love the, the topic here. Um, and I want to know if you could just share, I mean, we already shared a little bit about, but if some other people, if they want to get in touch with you guys, like where can they find you guys? How can they get, uh, find more about what you guys are doing? So um, the Pre-Pro Institute for Sports Psychology is called that for a reason. Even though we have the ability, as a psychiatrist, I have the ability to prescribe medication for someone. We try and do wellfulness and psychotherapeutic techniques, including also acupuncture and Eastern medicine, to get the patient to wellness. But if they do need medication, we do have that capability. So we are online at preproinstitute.com and our number is 818-330-8258. If anyone wants a consultation, please feel free to either email us through the website or give us a call. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. This has been this has been awesome to have you guys on the show and I just uh, really appreciate you, guys, appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, discuss this with us. And it's so important with the, the mindfulness and just the, the mental state of the young athlete. Well, thank you so much for the great job you're doing. It's, a, it's an awesome topic, and uh, uh, we're free for you whenever you need us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, anything we can do to continue to erase the stigma around mental illness and encourage our young athletes um, that it's it's not a weakness, you know, to get help with our minds. It's actually a strength. So thank you so much for what you're doing. That's so good. That's so good. There you have the conversation on the mental health of the young athlete. That is a topic which everyone can relate with. Any kind of parent or, or coach or young athlete that has played in sports, you understand that there are so much um, involved in the mental side of the sport. I love what they brought out with uh, realizing that there's anxiety built into what's going on with the kids, that there's um, issues with returning from an injury, that that's something that mentally we need to figure out how to work through as well. There are signs of depression that can happen. There are pressures that we can be putting on our kids to play a sport when they are done playing and they don't want to play anymore. Uh, there is so much of the mental side of it that we need to consider. 
as coaches and parents when we're dealing with young athletes and just realizing that what we're our, our main goal with the young athlete is actually raising them to thrive in life and if they if sports is what they choose and what they want to go after that can be an amazing tool to to uh, help develop them in that but what we don't want to happen is we don't want it to turn into something that is a negative effect on their life so really interesting conversation definitely share it with any coach or parent that you can think of right now that would benefit from this Um, as always if you like this subscribe to it in itunes and rate us on itunes that'd be awesome and help us out here you can always reach out to me at matt at sportschange.com if you have any questions about uh, any of the topics on the show here definitely reach out to the guests that we have on the show Uh, they are amazing people that can help you guys out so enjoy the rest of your day and remember that youth sports last for a season but the lessons that we learn and we teach the kids last for a lifetime.